Oh, I cannot believe the superlative list. I don't get any of it. Superlatives? Uh, what's that? Yeah. Did, didn't you see this? The big list about all of us? I... Telling us who's the best and who's the coolest? Is my name Josuke? They call me Josuke. I have four balls. Uh, you know, I'm Josuke too, right? No, I, like, not Josuke number two. I'm also Josuke Higashikata. But and I'm... you're just a, a weird guy who thinks he's Josuke Higashikata. But I am Josuke Higashikata. Well, I don't know how we're going to tell the difference between us on this list. Um, actually, I'm not sure where you are. Well, hello, fellas. Looking over the list, feeling bad about yourselves? Who are you? Am I Josuke Higashikata? Well, no. Well, I don't know. Maybe you are, but... I'm, of course, Joseph Joestar, the man who's won almost everything on this list. Obviously, most likely to succeed, best dressed, biggest flirt. Do they have one about liking fried chicken? I'd win. You don't have much dignity, do you? I have four balls. Hey everybody and welcome back to No Dignity, the podcast about JoJo's bizarre adventure. Everything mm-hmm. from anime, manga, video games, memes. It's JoJo, we talk about it. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris Ng. And I'm Alex Vargas. Uh, and hey, we are doing a list of yearbook superlatives today. That's um, I don't know why we came up with this idea, we just did. Uh, so I went fun. through to google and googled a list of um standard yearbook superlatives and we just came up with the, the idea like okay who are we gonna put into this any part any character it's all open season for us here yeah uh and then at the end we also came up with a bunch of uh, more jojo specific superlative categories <laughs> um general spoiler warning there will be a lot of spoilers in this um, oh yeah, I think we touched every single part. I'm sure I touched almost every. Well, I've yeah, I think I touched every part that I've seen. Yeah, and read in my list. Uh, he, I'm sure he's touched yours parts is the he same. hasn't even seen yet. And of course, I've seen every JoJo part. I've read it. That's right, manga boy over here. Um, so prepare for <laughs> some spoilers. Not light ones either. We're talking heavy, donut level heavy. Oof. Yeah. Okay. So um. It's a big list, so let's just crack into it. Um, number one, most likely to succeed. Most likely to succeed. This one, I put. No, go ahead. You go. You go first. Oh, oh, oh! Thank you. Maybe there is a little dignity here. Well, <laughs> most likely to succeed. I put uh, Koichi Hirose. Okay, okay, but he's bad at English. Sure, he's bad at English, but dude gets like top marks everywhere else, doesn't he? Still a smart is that- boy. Was that stated? I guess I, I guess I don't remember that. Still smarty. This dude took a trip to Italy because Jotaro trusted him more than anyone else. Come on, that's a. It's got to be somewhat successful, right? Okay, true, 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 true. Right? Uh, I, what What do you see him doing? I see Koichi doing something with. Believe it or not, I can kind of see something in uh, maybe mathematics. I don't know why Koichi catches hmm. me as a math guy. He just kind of does. Hmm. It's like an engineer or something. Yeah, I mean, it'd make more sense to say uh, language, but when have I ever tried making sense? <laughs> well, I mean, he, he does know Italian now. That's right, he does know Italian. Even though he cheated. With his friend Rohan by his side, he can achieve anything. 
he can be as successful as he wants. That's true. Rohan is kind of a cheat code for life, and I'm <laughs> sure Rohan would do a lot for Koichi, so... I'm sure he already has. Um, I put Jonathan Joestar. Ooh, Jonathan. Yeah, um... And I also put a runner-up as Dio Brando. And here's why. Here's something that never gets talked about. Uh, Jonathan wrote a well-received thesis on archaeological findings. Mm-hmm. And Dio was valedictorian in his law class. <laughs> yeah, in college. In college. In Victorian England. So um, had they not <laughs> fallen into this weird Hamon vampire rivalry, I think the two of them would have gone on to do some pretty impressive things. You know. Um, you know what? I had hardly thought about that. Dio is a lawyer. Yeah, he really did not need to steal the Joestar money. Like, he would have been fine, honestly. <laughs> he would have been well off on his own. Yeah, I think that's maybe intentional to make us really hate the guys. Like, you wanted to be upper crust society. You were already there, Dio. You just couldn't let the cruelty go. Or maybe he just wants us to hate lawyers. Yeah, maybe. I can see that. Let's go on to number two. Biggest flirt. Uh, I'd like to hear your take on this one. Um, I, I had a tie on this one. I put Yuya Fungami uh, <laughs> because he does have three girlfriends. Well, but, at- you know, I don't know if that's really. F- I-, I think it maybe has to go to Joseph Joestar. Joseph? Uh, yeah, I mean, he flirted with, with pretty much everyone he ran into. That's true. Get out of the way or I'll French kiss you. <laughs> like, If you can flirt with on- your mom, you can flirt with anybody. Yeah, yeah, I think he was the biggest flirt. I mean, Yuya, definitely a flirt, but I think he's pretty loyal to his three girlfriends. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's got three. Yeah, true, but it did. It was what motivated him to like fight on behalf of Josuke in that battle against Enigma. It was like, I can't let anything happen to my three girlfriends. You see, um, Araki's even showing positive portrayal of polyamory. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're finding new avenues every day with this manga. Um, All right, well, what'd you put? Well, hey, what do you know? I put Yuya. Oh, there you go. I put so Yuya from Gami, specifically because he has three girlfriends. But I did consider Joshu Higashikata from part eight, purely because okay. he tries to be the biggest Chad to Josuke when he sees him. So Josuke wakes up naked next to this girl that Joshu really likes, and Joshu immediately tries to beat him with a rock so he can mm. impress this girl. And then later on, he's all like, me and her? Yeah, we were French kitchen. <laughs> he does the Rero. He is oh, part no. eight's Rero character. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I guess he, he could... Is it, is it considered biggest flirt if you're unsuccessful? I guess so. I guess he can be a big flirt and be unsuccessful. Yeah, I guess in that case, we could have also put Polnareff. <laughs> true, true. Number three, Class Clown. What'd you got? Class Clown. For this one, I decided that I just kind of had to go with, uh, I'm trying to remember this man's name. I'm trying to remember this man's name. His stand. His stand was the stand of all stands. I'm talking about the sun. Arabia Fats. Oh, Arabia Fats. <laughs> Arabia Fats is class clown. This man worked for a vampire when he had the sun as his stand. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he could have beat Dio. <laughs> He could have beat Dio and overtaken everything from him. All right. The power, the money, the castle. No. He decided to use his son against people. Regular people. Uh, okay, good. That's a good call. Um, I put Josuke. Part four Josuke. 
part four, Josuke. I mean, he he does intentionally play a lot of pranks. Um, you know, he does that whole plot with uh, Mishitaka. I mean, he meets a guy who could shapeshift, and his first thought is, "How can I screw over <laughs> Rohan?" <laughs> that's true. That's true. He is also the first character to, to donut somebody and have it be a false donut. Oh, that's true. He does it twice. But, he tricks yeah. us, the audience. That's true. But I think yeah, Josuke is the most the clown of the, of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, most athletic. Most athletic. Um, I went with Jotaro. Hmm, interesting. Despite Jonathan's buff boy status, and you know Joseph's buff boy status, and you know Josuke's buff boy status, basically everyone in part <laughs> one through three's buff boy status, right? I chose Jotaro because he's the first person we see actually compete in like sports, except for Jonathan, who is buff see, boy status. That is why I picked Jonathan, because he plays a game of rugby. He does play a game of rugby. He boxes and everything, but call it track bias. Jodoro ran track and field. Oh, did he? I guess I didn't know that. Jodoro did run track and field, and it was off of that alone that dude got ripped. That's uh, pretty athletic. That's that. I'm going to call user bias here, but I, I'm going to let it. That, that's <laughs> let's, fine. Let's also not forget that as a child, he still beat a fully grown man with his fists. That's true. Very right. true. Unless he didn't, unless he didn't know what he had coming to him. Very true. Okay. Well, I'll, I accept your Jotaro. I still think Jonathan playing rugby, getting tackled by three dudes. He's still going for it. So, pretty athletic. He is pretty athletic. Uh, number five, most changed. Most changed for this one. I had decided to go with uh, Joseph Joestar. Really, that is interesting. Do tell. Well, in part two, we see that Joseph is this, you know, he's this big comedic flirt. And sure, he's still really comedic in part three, but he has more of a through line, I believe. Right? His ambitions are less ambiguous. He has a mission, and he's just there to save his daughter. He's there to save his family. You know, there's a whole lot less joking around from him. Sure, he still jokes Mm. from time to time. We get the casual, oh my god. Um, Sure, him and Avdol dry hump. But that's beyond the point, right? And then in part four, when we see him again, he's also a very different character. He's old, he's seen it all, and he's just there to reconnect with the son that he had never met. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good choice. That's a real good choice. Uh, I put Narancha. Narancha. I want to hear how Orange Boy changed. Well, I mean, you know, he his whole storyline is pretty much summed up by his death when he's like, I'm going to go back to school. I don't care how old I am. I want to see Fugo. Uh, like, you know, he, he comes to learn the lessons that he refused to learn at the beginning. Even when Butcherati said, don't join the gang, go back to school, go back home. Yeah. Um, and even though he didn't get to live out his change, I think he, he got to grow a lot. I mean, he's the most childish of the Bucci gang for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, he grew up a lot. And then, obviously, I, I don't think we can talk about most change without at least mentioning Koichi in passing, but we did already dedicate an episode to him, so... That is true. <laughs> but we, we recognize he did change a lot. <laughs> okay, this one, the most impossible one, best dressed. Ooh, I can't say it's that impossible, because I have one. Okay, what'd you put? I put Yoshikage Kira. Now, oh, say, say what you want about choice. all the other characters and their fashion choices and how iconic they look. But I believe that Yoshikage Kira has the one piece that makes his look entirely himself. And that's the tie. Specifically when he's Kosaku Kawajiri. 
that's that's tie with the killer queen skulls on it i fell in love with it the first time i saw it i have one in my closet right now Mm -hmm. i've worn it Mm -hmm. to multiple events i've worn it to uh college orientations i've worn it to very important school events hell i was thinking about wearing it to prom yeah it's just this big thing for me and like it represents i don't know how this character is like deadly and like gentle and pristine all at the same time and it just wraps the whole outfit for me okay good good call i picked bucciarati Ooh, that was Um, my second choice oh see interesting because i think of i mean everybody in part five is fabulous of course Um, it looks great but i think bucciarati has the most consistent clear-cut look um it's not like overly ridiculous that in any point it's very classy despite the fact that it's got like a a cleavage window (laughs) um (laughs) And he even has a tattoo in preparation for the said cleavage window. Mm-hmm. His hairstyle is on point. Um, those hair clips are like mm, perfect. So I I love Bucciarati's style. Um, I also put as a runner up Raimi. Ooh. Um, but that's just my bias because like she looks like a, a 90s girl. And I love that choker, <laughs> that like handshake choker she has. It's so cool. Ooh. All right. So next one, we have best eyes. Mm, I want to hear. Think I'm going to bet we pick the same person. I want to hear your take on this first. Abakio. I. How did you know? Because he's got the best eyes. He's got the best eyes. They even fill up with yellow when his piss meter's full. <laughs> it's just he's just got these crazy sunset eyes that no one, no other character has. Like crazy gradient on them. It's just beautiful. I know, right? He's like my, it's my favorite emo cop, and I can say that because I can't think of many other emo cops. Yeah. If there's nothing much to work off of here, let's go to best hair. Uh, I put Trish. You put Trish? Yeah, Trish Una with her uh, singular donut swirl. Her strawberry just, swirl? Yeah, it's got a nice like fluffiness to it. The shade of pink is really nice. Um, <laughs> I think as my runner-up, I also put Dopio. Oh, huh. I put um, I actually put Gyro Zapelli for best hair. Mm. sure it's kind of basic you know long hair and all that but it really fits with his character i don't know how to put it if you gave gyro any other any other hair it just looks he looks like a completely different character right it's just weird imagining that it works really well with his weird not really working sun hat because there's holes in the sun hat right (laughs) yeah but it's just so iconic on him that i can't see him without it like in the way i can see other jojo characters without their iconic hair Right, yeah, yeah. I like it. Good choice. Uh, best smile. Best smile. I'm sorry to say, I had to put Gyro again. Mm, he with ha- his, his grill. He's got go, a grill. Go, go, Zeppeli. True. Go, fair. go, Zeppeli. Oh, jeez. I really got to read part seven. <laughs> um, I put Josuke part four. He's got that kind of like goofy... Um, it's like almost a little kid smile. I guess I only picked it because it was the only smile I could recall immediately mm-hmm. when I cop to this. So that's what I went with. Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you're getting at. Let's get to best friends. <sighs> Josuke and Okuyasu. That is a good one. I mean, these guys are bros down like bros forever. These dudes are bros. Yeah. <sighs> You know, I was thinking about this a whole lot. I actually did really consider Josuke and Okuyasu because they were, you know, Brosuke and Brokuyasu. Yeah. But I was thinking about Funny Valentine and himself. Oh. <laughs> now let's get down. Let's let's get down to this. Let's okay. get down to this. 
Funny All Valentine, right. his ability, D4C, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, a.k.a. in English, uh, Filthy Acts at a Reasonable Price. Uh-huh. Uh, he can basically bring other universe versions of himself um, into his current universe and have them like do his bidding because they're all just him, right? Now, in the beginning of the manga, what they do that I think is really cool is that you see a couple other politicians next to him because he is indeed the president. And you think to yourself, like, oh, like, who are these guys? They all look kind of similar. That's weird. But then you realize, like, later on, oh, wait, those are just him. He runs the uh, White House by himself. Right? Oh, interesting. And they, so he pulls out versions of himself that was, like, when he was Secretary of State and the version of him that was Secretary of Defense and like that? They, I, I'm not sure on the specifics, but they look like him, but just different enough in, like, hair and, like, weight to, like, not be suspicious. Huh, interesting. Right? And I just like the idea where he's working with himself, like, to run an entire country. Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay. Very cool. Best couple. Uh, best, yeah, best couple that never was. Yeah. I want to hear your take on this one first. So I got three. Um, yeah. First, I like Trish and Mista. All right. I think there's an energy there that I like. Have to call the police on that one. Um... I like Giorno and Mista, too, for kind of the same reason. I think Mista is just sort of a reliable, doodly dude mm-hmm. who's kind of, like, hopeless, and he needs someone, like, even-keeled and intelligent to take care of him. And I think Giorno and Trish both have that energy. Yeah. Um, But can, like, appreciate the fact that Mista's going to make them laugh or, uh, you know, enjoy things a little bit differently than they would on their own because i think trish and mr or or trish and giorno are both sort of um serious Mm -hmm. um and then i got my crack pairing are you ready for this i don't think you're ready for this i want to hear it are you ready even if i'm not ready i want to hear it show me tell me shinobu and okuyasu (laughs) (laughs) i know this is the milf hunter episode Right, I mean, look, he is, right? So he's got to, we got to give him one, but I think Shinobu's a good choice. She's looking for kind of a bad boy. Uh-huh. Okuyasu's kind of a bad boy, but it's also sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be exciting. Like, he's going to lose his temper and, like, you know, <laughs> break something on accident. He but he's going to fix it. He obviously cares about her children. Yeah, I mean, I could just see Okuyasu being a Hayato stepdad and, it, like, working out. Like, I think Hayato would be okay with it. <laughs> I can see that. I can, I can see. I can see where you're coming from. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. No. It's kind of a crack pairing, but I like it. Yeah. No. I mean, she's into the danger. Right. Yeah. She's fairly young. He's dangerous. Like, out of out of. He tries range. to. He tries to pat his son on the back, and he might accidentally kill him. <laughs> okay. So I have two contenders for best couple that never was. Okay. And one of them is kind of like the crack pairing you're talking about. The what I'm talking about is Kakyoin and Holly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I feel like Kakuin could have been a pretty all right stepdad. Um, still don't know if Jojo, if uh, Jotaro's parents are married or not. I think they are, and I think <laughs> I think it's fairly rude of us to assume that Holly was just on the market. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, he cares about Jotaro. He obviously right. wouldn't be opposed to marrying someone like Holly. He said so himself. Yeah, right. right. He's responsible. He's smart. He's intuitive. Uh, he knows when an enemy stand user is there. He has mm-hmm. emerald splashes, which we all know no one can deflect. Yep. It's pretty safe. Um, and okay, I can see it. Can my see it. actual couple that ever was, was uh, Johnny and Hot Pants from Part 7. There was this weird okay. tension when they um, first met 
Because Hot Pants uh, used her stand cream starter to look like a dude. But after Johnny copped the mm. feel, she just stopped looking like a dude, right? But there also was this like kind of like camaraderie and like teamwork that was kind of growing between them. And I really mm. thought it was going to culminate to something. I really thought that they were going to be romantic interests. Um, but that just ended up never happening. Tragic. Tragic, tragic. Speaking of tragic... Uh, the uh, yeah. best shoulder to cry best on. Best shoulder to cry on. I put uh, part three, Joseph. Part three, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, he's got the wisdom and experience. I mean, he's, you know, very aware of what Jotaro is going through at the end of part three and is doing a lot to try and, like, keep him together, you mm-hmm. know, trying to contextualize everything that happened. Like, you know, this really was a crazy, fun journey. Yeah. You know, even though we lost a lot, like there were good times on it and I want, you know, he's like trying to coach him through it because Joseph had to go through all that. Basically. I mean, I essentially believe probably by himself. I mean, arena probably helped, but, um, you know, he knows the importance of having to cope through that. And I think he does a really good job of that at the end of part three. Yeah. You know, that's really insightful. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I had put Jonathan. Oh yeah. Just because I can imagine like, you know, you come home after a, a, a hard day, right? You're ready to break down, and here comes Big Boy, right? He's, like, towering over you. His giant pillow-like arms are spread out, (laughs) right? Just ready to, like, envelop you in this giant beefcake as you cry into his ab. You don't reach up to his shoulder. You cry into his ab. Yep, yep, yep. Or you could just lay down on his shoulder. You could just lay down on his shoulder. and Yeah, you... just curl up in a fetal position on top of his shoulder. <laughs> you see, he wouldn't even have to, like, adjust anything. you just have to stick it out. <laughs> and you'd be way comfortable right there. Uh, good choice. Next, the best drama king slash queen. Um, whole horse. Ooh. I mean, that whole episode with uh, Boingo. <laughs> stick my fingers hilarious. up his nose? <laughs> I can't kick her. Ah, like he's just he's just overly dramatic about everything. Um, you know, even when he's dropping off Empress, is like, "You are sixteen, and I'm, you know, just a man who travels. I'll break your heart." He's just like very dramatic. <laughs> he's that romantic uh, cowboy stereotype. Yeah, respects women. He does respect women, though. That is true. We have to make the distinction. He does indeed respect women. Uh, my pick for drama king was actually Diavolo, all right? The dude, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> dude's condom broke. He creates an entirely new identity, right? He has his, like, squad, his mafia, go after these people, right? He kills oh, God knows how many people, right? He tries to basically... He, he threatens, like, the world just so no one knows who he is, right? Yeah. <laughs> and when, like... I don't know, I imagine... I imagine him making like a MySpace page and then like it's just set to <laughs> private all the time, right? Like no one follows him. He follows nobody. It's just there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I also had a runner-up, uh, ACDC. Ooh, ACDC. <laughs> I mean, all that crying. See how uncomfortable they got when I started crying? Man, I showed them. Uh, um, so let's get to our drama gullible. queens. We can get to the queens. Or was that? Oh, just... you know what? I didn't do a queen. No. All right, let's just hear what you got then. Oh, what I, you got Yukako. Yeah, I mean that's that. There's no one who's gonna compete with her. No, no other JoJo girl can compete with Yukako when it comes to drama queen. She's just threatening to rip off her uh, <laughs> her, her uh, hostages uh, dick. 
if he yeah, didn't get it, uh, English questions right. Yeah, and essentially, um, many people believe that she's the creation of the Yandere stereotype. So there you go. No one's going to beat Yukako in Drama Queen. No one is beating Yukako. Okay, most gullible. Uh, Shigechi. Ooh, Shigechi. Yeah, I mean, come on. He really thinks that Josuke and Okuyasu are his friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty gullible. I wasn't here for something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you put? I put Joshu Higashikata once, uh, once again Okay, uh, from part eight. This dude, he thinks with his haircut, he can score women. He has the haircut of like <laughs> someone who is very disturbed. Not only that, he like except he just there's this whole arc with like Malagro man and all that where he doesn't realize that the more money he gets, the less money he can spend. Right. And this is out of like stealing someone's credit card that he got. He just so happened to get a stand and he believes mm-hmm. what everyone tells him about it. And <laughs> I, I don't know. How okay. He, he's convinced that this girl's dating him, even though they only kissed once. And that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good choice. I like it. Mm hmm. So, most likely to be late to class. Jotaro. This is out of purpose, right? Like, he did that on purpose? Uh, I don't know. I just think he gets bored. You just think he gets bored? Yeah, I think he's probably too smart for most of his classes, um, but isn't trying enough, hard enough to get into, like, the AP's honors. Mm. So he just shows up eventually, knowing that he's going to, you know, he'll be fine in the grade department. Oh. I kind of picked Jorno. Mm. think about it one day oh, he just yeah. kind of left school and he never came back as soon as he gets nuts as soon as he gets back he's gonna be way late yeah, yeah. five days ago he was in high school and now he's leading a mafia <laughs> you see that's called uh, that's called success okay um most opinionated I, I, i'm guessing we have the same person it's gotta be giaco Giaccio. yeah venice <laughs> Venezia, Venezia. You know what? Yeah, it was, it was Yako. Yeah, I mean, who else is more opinionated than that guy about essentially nothing? <laughs> I mean, it's important nothing to him. Yeah, it's true. pride. It's cultural pride. Okay, so most upbeat. Uh, Narancha. Narancha. Yeah, I mean, he's always laughing. He's like listening to his music, rocking out, buying snacks, like. That's true. That's you know, true. He's, he's an upbeat guy. Yeah, even his stand lifts him up. So I had a really hard time with most upbeat, uh, purely because I was trying to pick someone that wasn't Jonathan. Um, mm. And I hadn't really thought about Narancha. But now that I'm kind of getting to it, I'm thinking Joseph, like part two Joseph. Yeah, that's true. He goes through a lot. You know, when we first see him, even then, he had still been through a lot in his life. You know, he didn't really grow up with his parents. Um, he has this whole like big trial put it put ahead of him, but he always finds a way to make a joke or laugh about it. You know, he just finds ways to bring people back up. He even shows up at his own he funeral. Did, he did sing, "I've been working on my ham on all the live long day." <laughs> exactly in the dub <laughs> when he's essentially facing down a god. <laughs> How do you get more upbeat than that? This is true. I like it. That's a good choice. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely to put something off until tomorrow. That would have to be Joseph Joestar. Oh, maybe Joseph is winning a lot. Um, I mean, come on. He he had Hamon for 
uh, six years. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll figure it out later. I'll, I'll get to it. Um, so <laughs> put something off till tomorrow. I was thinking Dio. <laughs> he had the whole I'm going to conquer the world thing. He kind of waited 100 years. And uh, then he was like, I mean, you know he what? was underwater. He was either that or Poochie because Poochie wasn't even like okay. in a grave in the bottom of the ocean. He was just being around for like 20 years. That's true. Okay, I like it. Those are that's a good one. I didn't think of a, a villain angle. Uh, most likely to become president. What do you got? Um, obviously our president, Funny Valentine. Oh yeah, because he was well, president. Uh, I put Kakyoin. Kakyoin. Whoa, we found. Yeah, he's like a measured, intelligent guy. Like, are we finally getting a gamer in office? office? Yeah, finally getting a gamer in office representation. Did we smash that glass ceiling? Uh, with the glass ceiling smashed, all the oppressed groups will rise, especially the most oppressed of them all, gamers. gamers. <laughs> oh, speaking of, become the next Bill Gates. Um, so I took was really literally and um, was picked the one person we knew how to use a computer really well, uh, Melone. <laughs> I can only imagine the type of spyware his software would have. Uh oh, gross. Hate it. <laughs> I'm thinking um Yusaho um from part eight. Her stand is really, really built in computers, right? Like she can basically like access anything that's technological, right? No passwords oh, needed. Okay. Her stand is her stand is essentially oh, okay, Google Maps. Okay, that's a good choice. I like but it. <laughs> the rest of Google too. Um so most likely to be a comedian. Jean Pierre Polnareff. <laughs> He is, you know, he is, he's is a funny man. He's a funny man. He'll look at toilet on stage. I mean, he's been, he jokes around all the time. He's never taking anything serious. He's funny when he doesn't mean to be. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, I could see him wanting to be a comedian. Um, I chose Foo Fighters from parts, uh, six. I feel, okay. like, I feel like I've com- only barely met her, so I don't really know why. Okay. I just feel like comedy would be a very nice route for her. She's a very silly character. Um, okay. There you go. Yeah. Most likely to be a motivational speaker. Uh, Koichi Hirose. Koichi. Yeah, he's gone through a lot. He's changed a lot. He can be like, if I can do it, you can do it. I'm no, I'm nothing special. I'm nobody special. It was only the people around me that made me who I am today and hard work and dedication. You, know, you can see it, right? Yeah, no, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Uh, for me, I chose Rohan Kishibe. He could literally just be like, heaven's door. You will laugh at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> right? um heaven's door you will like what i have to say you know he's what he's young he's successful right he has a big house and he can afford to get it repaired this is true this is true (laughs) i just thought it was a choice i thought it was a nice fit i thought it was a nice fit uh most likely to become a professional athlete um i'm also doing uh giacchio Ooh, giacchio yeah, I mean, look, he was already like he was ice skating at a speed of a car. He could win that Olympic speed skating. <laughs> he could, he could, but wouldn't that be kind of cheating? Or do no people, one else would know? Do people without stands just see him like gliding across the street? I mean, no one else is gonna know if he doesn't want him to know. I mean, it's like the whole it's the whole argument where it's like, is Seko just naked to everyone? But I think the difference between Giacchio and Seko is that. There's no possible way Seko could do what he does without his stand. But Giacchio, the stand is ice control, not 
ice skating, right? Yeah, so that's so a lot the of the ice skill. skating is just something he does. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like he's just already good at ice skating. It had nothing to do with <laughs> his sand ability. He's just really good at ice skating. Yeah. Oh. Um, I put Jonathan. Right? Yeah. Most like we can that- I can see him having like the drive for it. I can see him already having the physique for it, of course. Um, rugby. I mean, he could probably win powerlifting competitions easily. Very, very easily. Uh, most likely become a travel. I mean, it, there's oh. nothing in part one that essentially tells us that he worked for that body. So that's just like his natural <laughs> physique. That's just talent right there. Imagine what he, what, what he would look like and what he could do if he tried. If he worked out. Yeah. God, he probably could have beat Dio. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely become a travel blogger. Uh, I put Anne. Anne? Yeah. The stowaway? Yeah, I mean, she does travel a lot. Hmm. I put uh, Boingo from the uh, Oingo oh. Boingo Brothers. Just because his Stan yeah. Foth can really, like, um, I guess, document everything that's happened to them during their travels or, like, whatever they're doing. So it'd be really easy to relay that information. So That's true. Literally written out for him. <laughs> most good choice. Good choice. Most likely to end up on Broadway. Um, I knew I had to pick somebody that did the torture dance. <laughs> uh, so of the three, I think Mista is most likely to end up on Broadway. Well, it looks like we had the same character. <laughs> I can just see him like, I don't know. He's got that thing to him. Where it's like it's entertaining to watch this guy. I don't know. Even yeah, yeah. <laughs> even... He's already wearing a costume, basically. Hey, that's high end fashion. I'll have you know. <laughs> he he was my favorite character of Part Five. Um, most likely to star in their own reality show. Okay. Not only do I have a character, I have the title of the show. Oh my god! I didn't think that far. It would be Rohan. It would be called Keeping Up with Kishi Bay. <laughs> I need to recover. <laughs> <laughs> come on he would love being in a reality show no, he just would. following him around like <laughs> being better than everybody putting on airs like it's reality tv is made for rohan kishibe no no i can see that uh most like uh, starring their own reality show i put jobin higashikata from part eight there's a lot of joes in uh part eight uh-huh. And the reason why I chose Jobin is because this dude is very eccentric. Um, he has like, this giant beetle collection in his room. I'm not talking about like a, a, like its own beetle room. No, like in the room him and his wife sleep in. Mm-hmm. Right? He loves beetle collecting. He's like this fruit selling millionaire. He bets Lamborghinis. This dude is like prime, like, like, oh, ooh, yeah. like high stakes. That sounds like eccentric yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds personality. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so next one. Most likely to stay in their hometown. Uh, part four, Josuke Higashita. Well, we had the same character. Yeah, I don't know. He seems, he's seems he got a towny vibe. Yeah. <laughs> he likes where he lives. He's okay with living there. Yeah. That's where his grandfather lived. That's where his mother lives. That's <laughs> where his friends live. Yeah, he's got to protect it now, you know? It's kind of... It's his... Mario. Yeah. It's Mario. Um, how how else is he supposed to talk to Angelo every day? <laughs> Yo, Angelo! Exactly. This dude is like making up his own like town, like little folk tales and all that. He is a part of Moria. That's true. Uh, most likely to win a Nobel Prize. 
uh, I had picked mm. Fugo. Oh, that's a good choice. What do you think he get it in? I think he get it in um, uh, chemical engineering. Because I think he'd probably be able to find something to do with uh, Purple Haze's, um, you know, death capsules. Mm. Right? Maybe make some type of, like, super acid or something. Or, you know. Yeah. Reverse engineer to something. Right. That's, that's a good one. I like that one. That's a better choice. I put Jotaro. Oh, Jotaro. What starfish he's writing a thesis about this time? I know. Well, I mean, look, he was the only person I could think of that had an actual PhD, so... <laughs> Yeah, he is a very educated character. Yeah. But Fugo's a good one, too. I think I like Fugo better. <clears throat> okay. Okay, Prom King and Queen. Prom King and Queen. Okay, so for Prom King, I chose Okiyasu Nijimura. Ooh. Right? He's lovable. Everyone, <laughs> everyone knows that this dude's, you know, he's upstanding. Sure, he's had a hard life, but he's recovering. He's a big sweetheart. Right, I think a lot of people would vote for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yourself? Uh, I want to do both mine at the same time because I have a story that goes with it. Okay, okay. So for prom queen, I kind of put. Uh, I was thinking Lisa, Lisa. Right. Oh yeah, she's, she does have a very queen vibe to her. Yeah, she's tough. She doesn't take like any bull from anybody. Right. She's well respected, um, and. You know, she's elegant. She's a very elegant yeah. ham on mm-hmm. user. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, no, that's a good choice. Now yours. I want to hear this. Okay. So in this uh, theoretical universe in which all characters from every part exist at the same time and go to high school together, <laughs> I think um, Yukako put on a very heavy campaign to get her and Koichi elected. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Joseph Joestar has just got too much charisma. Ooh. Um, and so it ends up being Joseph is prom king, Yukako is prom queen, and she hates it. She's so mad the whole time. Um, they have to do the, like the dance. They got to get the crown. And she's just so furious at him the entire time. And Koichi is just glad he doesn't have to be in front of the stage. Like he's just relieved about the whole thing. <laughs> but just like I just have this vision of them dancing and Joseph is like, enjoying the attention and getting all the selfies and like grinning at everybody. And Yukako is just staring at him. Like as soon as no one's looking, I'm strangling you to death with my hair. <laughs> I can see her doing that. I, I really can't. I can see her like frowning the whole time. I can see her scolding, like just staring at him with pure murderous intent. And they would be a good looking, like, you know, prom King queen couple too. Cause she's so tall. Yeah, no, she is. She towers over Koichi, but that's not a high bar to get to. That's, yeah, no. It's not a high <laughs> bar to pass. Um, best battle cry. Yeah, so this is, so we, we, we've gone off of the standard uh, superlatives. Now we're going to more um, basic or more JoJo specific ones. Uh, I like Josuke's Dora. Dora? Yeah. I don't know why I just do. Well, hey, we all love Dora here and there. See what that new movie? Stop! Please stop. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's exciting and it reminds swipe me of Josuke. No <laughs> they, they did swipe her better justice than Sonic. <laughs> all right, so best battle cry. I chose my guy Bruno Bucciarati. Mm, I just yeah. love his and then I love how he ends it off with like "Arriva Dirch." 
dude was beginning the word and he did not finish until he was done beating someone up. It is. That's my second favorite right? one. It's so great that even Trish copies it. That's true. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it gets me hyped every time I hear it. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. <laughs> All right. So here's the uh, major spoiler heavy one. Best donut. Okay. Um, so my personal favorite donut is uh, the Boston cream. Oh. You know, the one that's like got the chocolate on it and it's got like the cream custard filling. Yeah, in it. yeah. Mine's coconut. Um, you know, the one with the coconut shavings on it. Okay. So because that's my favorite donut, it's a donut without a hole in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Bucciarati <laughs> <laughs> because he gets donutted, but then gets refilled <laughs> just like a Boston cream donut. And so that's why he's the best donut for me. Uh, well, these white coconut shavings easily look like Abakio's hair. Abakio is my best donut. Oh, Abakio. It's because his, it. his was the only donut that made me cry. It was the only time. Yeah, that one was really rough for me, too. It was the only time in the series where someone got that big hole through their chest, and I was legitimately like, oh, no. Yeah, because it just comes out of nowhere. You're just not expecting it. And especially in the manga where you don't get a clear view of the uh, assailant's hair beforehand. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do telegraph it better in the in the anime. Yeah, but I, I remember the manga just came as such a big blow to me. And I thought I was going to be ready for the anime because I had already read the manga. But nope, it somehow hit me even harder. <laughs> it's because of Narancha. Narancha crying <laughs> is like such a sad sight. You can't you can't deal with it. Uh, when he said, like, are we just going to leave him here? That's I was like, no. Ugh. That and the Bucciarati lip bite, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Um, I like this topic. We're going to discuss uh, most likely to forget. Like to forget what just happened. Um, I forgot to fill that one out. <laughs> so my most likely to forget is me, I guess. Oh, I chose um the user of uh, Jailhouse Lock. I sadly had forgotten her name. Um. And it just, I, I'd filled out my list up to around this point. Uh-huh. Um, but I knew I wanted to put her in there. So sorry, everybody, for not being so specific. But her stand literally makes it so that you can't remember anything more than three things at once. Oh, well, there you go. That is <laughs> definitely most likely to forget. Yes. Uh, the most specific, specific stand. Um, so I'm not deep into part six yet. And I know part six is where we start getting really wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, with stand specificity, I know you've told me about fun, 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 and the the weird, like really strange um, aspects you have to go under. But I, I'm gonna go with Emporio. Burn down the house. Yeah, that's a strange. Just like I can take things from a burned house, but like only burned houses. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean. That is arguably the most specific, like, set of rules you'd ever need to use a stand. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like how in some scenes he just pulls out, like, a 1980-something computer. <laughs> just because... He, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so weird. It's because he can use it. It's part of his stand. Um, I'd say that mine is, as you said, fun, fun, fun. I just... I, I couldn't get over the idea that, like, this is the only time he's ever been able to use this stand. Right? <laughs> like the first time we see him use it, it's like, this is the only, this is the first time he's ever been able to use it because the circumstances are that specific. 
But actually, in the latest chapter um, of this, um, at least that of recording this, he does he does use it again, and I'm starting to see how useful it actually can be uh, given the right circumstances. Yeah. But you just need like all the right conditions to be met to use it effectively. You need to be above somebody. You need them to be bleeding. <laughs> you can only control their four limbs. Like, right. <laughs> Why do you think Araki does this to himself? Do you think he's like trying to write himself into a corner and be like, let's see if I can get myself out of this one? I think there is kind of an aspect to that where it's like, cool, I made a very specific stand for a very like intense fight, right? Like this stand only really fits this arc or this event. But I'm going to challenge myself and see if I can use it anywhere else. Because yeah. I didn't... Th- I think, you know, he's been thinking about that since early. I mean, like, the first stands are obviously, like, very generic. <laughs> this you one know. punches. This one shoots fire. <laughs> right. Um, but I think you see him start to experiment with that with... Uh, I can never remember his name. The guy whose stand is just he has a woman's face on the back of his head. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's the first time we see him, like, come up with a useless stand. It's like... <laughs> What if all? What if some of these were bad? <laughs> well, some of these just kind of sucked. Yeah, it's like, oh, you got a superpower, but yours is the worst. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, least dignity. Least dignity. I mean, we all know I got to go with my boy. That's right, everybody. Mm. I'm saying it. Least dignity goes to drum roll, please. There's no drum roll. It's Fugo. Oh, Fugo, Fugoing, Fugon. Fugo had Fugon and lost sight of lost sight of the goal in mind. He told Trish, we're going to risk our lives protecting you. But as soon as some protecting meets coming, he's like, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> well, hold up. <laughs> I didn't mean hold up. We're oh, going to risk my life. Hold up. Lucerati almost died for her. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good choice Were we that's serious? a very good choice were we serious <laughs> uh i i pick I, I know i hate on him like every episode but i still gotta hate on my boy hazamata Ooh, hazamata god such a despicable person he is the one person in morio whom we still don't really like after all of it's <laughs> over <laughs> I thought we were going to get a nice little redemption arc uh, when the whole Rohan thing started happening. But he was only. Nah, it got worse. <laughs> it got worse because Rohan was just like, you want to force yourself on a girl, but you're too, oh, you're too much of a coward. It's like, oh, geez. Like, uh Gross, Hazumata. Just go, just go be a better person. Get some therapy. Work on yourself. Hazumata, please. Do something. Get tall again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when with his height went his dignity yes it all went down all right so now uh ladies and gentlemen please enjoy the uh hottest joe star um tequila joseph <laughs> tequila joseph yeah you know actually I, I think joseph is a good choice in general um we I mean even in his old man status he's, he's just a sharp dresser Obviously, like, he can attract the ladies even when he's 64. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he's just... That's how part four happened. Like, yeah, I mean, he's just like a good-looking dude. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have uh, parts four and beyond. Yeah, right? So, you know, he's a pretty hot Joe star. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Um, 
I actually pick um, Hat Josuke, Gappy Josuke from uh, JoJo Part Eight. <laughs> do tell. I don't. I don't think there's a person listening who's going to agree with that. But do tell. No, not Hat Josuke. I mean, he's just kind of a scrawny normal dude. I don't get it. It's more than that. This dude has like the, some of the most detailed artwork Araki has ever drawn, right? And like his little tooth gap in between. It like really helps accentuate that like wow this person is kind of like a god among men, right? <laughs> that's like his one. Mm. That's like his one humbling feature. This dude has four testicles. Mm. We're we gonna argue. Okay, fair point. Right? I, like this one. Like there's an entire arc about this girl that wants to basically kidnap him. He has multiple semi love interests. When's the last time we've seen that for a JoJo character? True. I mean, also like runner up, we gotta mention Jolene because like Jolene's just. She's Jolene. The problem with Jolene for me, why I didn't put her down, is she intimidates me. <laughs> like, if I met her in real life, I'd be like, oh, you scare me. I'm going to go away. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Quite honestly, I was attracted more to Hermes than I was Jolene. Oh, no. Hermes doesn't do anything for me. I don't, That's a I don't shame. see it. That's a shame. I also am not that far into part six, maybe. But <laughs> I don't know. Hermes is like my favorite character in part six. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, best mom. Best mom. I'm waiting to hear this. Arena Joestar. Arena. All right, let's hear it. Yeah, and here's why. <clears throat> Part two, they are at, they're going out to lunch. Mm-hmm. The guy, that weird gangster guy, is like making racist remarks about Smokey. Mm-hmm. Joseph's getting mad, and Arena says, Oh no, you have to take care of him, but you know, don't disturb the other customers. <laughs> Now, compare and contrast that to Arena from two episodes before where she's this crying, weepy little woman who's like, I just want to die with you, Jonathan. Like the amount of change and strength and wisdom that woman had to acquire to get to the point where like, oh, yeah, beat him up. But like, be aware of your surroundings, Joseph. (laughs) You know, that is some pretty remarkable character development. I mean, he she raised two Joe stars. That's true. Um, you know, I still have never read George Joestar, but I, I assume he's a pretty stand-up dude. <laughs> you know, Air Air Force pilot. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and just like shaped Joseph into the person that he was, and I think that makes her uh, the best mom. Hmm. You know, I like that. I like that. I hadn't even really considered Arena, and I feel like I have less dignity for that. <laughs> I think I've seen this discussion come up a lot, and Arena often gets overlooked. Um, maybe it's just because she's I, such a part one character. She is such a part one character, and she's not in a lot of part two. But you know, you have to really consider for me the growth of how much she's changed in those fifty or so years. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, love me or hate me, I chose Tomoko as the best mom. Tomoko's a good choice. That's a good choice. Right? She raised she raised her son on her own. She wasn't afraid to ask for help from her dad, right? She tried to give him the most supportive household he could. Um I don't know, just it it really encapsulated like this whole idea of like modern woman strength, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you see her in in a variety of situations um dealing with Josuke. Essentially like like a single mom would have to deal with a teenager. It's just like, hey, do your chores. Stop eating my snacks. Also, I'm going to work and I'm cleaning the house. But, you know, 
you know, we have a good relationship, but you should really talk to me more. Like she's even surprised when he calls her on the phone. Right. Yeah. She's like, what's wrong? Like you never call me. What's wrong? What's the problem? I don't know. She just caught me as a very like strong woman. Right. With her one moment. Of she weakness, is with her one moment of weakness uh, being a hugging Jotaro when uh, she thought she's that a was very. Joseph. Yeah, that's a very fascinating character design because you're, you're right. She's very independent. But on that one one person, she's completely weakened by him. Yeah. It makes me really wish we could see why. Like what what went on between those two to like I make want, that happen? Yeah. What, what was that interaction like? Because initially I thought it was just like a one night stand, but obviously she has some kind of feeling for him. So, I mean, with knowing Joseph Joestar as we do, was there some kind of like adventure that they went on? That's what I'm wondering. Like, where's the little adventure? You know, did was it like, you know, he had to save her from something? And like, where's the, I don't know. Where's the prequel to part three where Joseph walks out of a hotel room buckling his pants? And then, <laughs> and then Arena's like, "We're gonna visit. We're gonna visit Jotaro, right?" He's like, oh, "Of course, of course, <clears throat> yes." Uh, <laughs> All right. So, okay. best leader, Bruno Bucciarati. Yep, I, that's who I chose. I mean, you have to. I, he is so inspirational as a leader. He he knows his people. He's compassionate. He's encouraging. But he knows when to push them. He knows uh, when to. Uh, ask them to do what they normally wouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he isn't afraid to get in the way and do the work himself. He's not afraid to fight his own fights. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice himself for his people. Yeah. Um, he makes sure to take care of each one of them individually. Yeah, and he's but he's very methodical. He's got good foresight. He's practical. He he makes very strong plans. Yeah. And I think other things that he's very dedicated. This man got donutted, but he's still, you know, he's still winning. Yeah, on. he's still going. Um, and also, I love the early episodes, his interactions with the community. You know, it's like yeah. he's just re- different people in the neighborhood are coming to him for, with problems. Yeah, he's, you know, he's charitable. He's not like, like a, a mafia leader. He's a community leader, too. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. So, Bucciarati, you're you're the kind of leader I aspire to be. Gujarati, thanks for being the. I, I'm sorry I didn't pick you for best bomb. <laughs> uh, goodest boy. Goodest boy. I don't know how else to put it. I got to put my man Speedwagon. Oh, interesting. To me, he is the goodest boy. Right? Speedwagon withdrew coolly. I think that says a I lot. I feel like to me, I can't think of him as a goodest boy because he's too manly. He's too manly to be goodest boy. I mean,. What gets to me is that, like, sure, he's manly, but he's also, like, he's not, like, I don't know to put it, um, toxic manly, right? Like, the only mm, time we yeah, ever yeah. see him really fight is um, when we first meet him, right? And even then, after he kind of realizes, like, wait, honor means more than, you know, whatever I'm going through right now, I guess, right? Yeah. As soon as he finds friends, he's just so supportive, right? He holds someone's bleeding hand next to his hot ribs so they can melt so they can melt the ice out of their veins yeah right he supports this man's whole lineage after he didn't kick him in the face as hard as he could have see now i feel like i feel like i have no dignity because speedwagon isn't on my list anywhere and now i'm i feel bad about it no 
I guess really Speedwagon should have been my Bill Gates because he kind of was, right? Like <laughs> He created an entire oil industry. Yeah, and a foundation. And All right, well, my goodest boy is Narancha. <laughs> it's because I love Narancha. He's so cute. But remember, Narancha like, said... You want to take care of him, but... <laughs> but Narancha said no to gay rights. Okay, that's not true. We don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. That's true. He didn't kill them for that purpose. He was killing them because they were killing his friends. <laughs> Maybe. I mean... Now I think about it, yeah, he is pretty goodest boy. He didn't say anything when he thought that uh, Jorno was giving Mist to that golden experience. Oh, that <laughs> that's true. I love that scene. He's he was, just like, oh, my innocence. <laughs> he's like, oh, my innocence. I'm not going to tell anybody. I can't. I can't even I don't look. see anything. I don't see anything. <laughs> right? It's not like he was telling everybody. He was like, nope, nope, I'm not supposed to see this. I am. Yeah, it's just like, oh. I am leaving by. <laughs> uh uh, okay, this was this one I enjoyed thinking about this one. Uh, and the non-stand user that should have gotten a stand. Mm. Uh, I want to hear your take on this one first. I picked Tomoko. Tomoko. Essentially for the same reasons that you picked her for best mom. I think she's just a, a strong individual and it would have been interesting to see um, what kind of stand she would have developed and how she would have used it in the situation in Morio. I, I get that. I get that. You know what? I really do like that. Um, hmm. I I had a hard time thinking about this one because there was a lot of characters I had to sift through. But quite honestly, my son low generic Caesar. Mm, mm-hmm. I really would have wanted to see what kind of stand a guy like Caesar would have gotten. Right? Would it be bubble related? Would it be something completely different? How would it play into his personality as like this kind of cocky, you know, flirt? This like you know, I guess kind of fake romantic, right? Would it be deception based? Yeah. Would it own would it be a punchy ghost? Would it be something completely different? It just kind of Right. There's a lot of things you could have drawn on for Caesar. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like we could have gotten a bubble boy. <sighs> okay. R.I.P. Caesar. Character that should have been a JoJo. Um, so there's a there's a lost episode of No Dignity where we talked about Polnareff. Um <laughs> So in reference to that, I'm going to say Polnareff should, should have been a JoJo. He, he, in a lot of ways, takes the place of a JoJo in most of Part 3 because of the way that Jotaro is portrayed as being mysterious. And so you don't get to know him very well. Yeah. But you do get to know Polnareff very well. And uh, I think he should have been a JoJo mm. for that reason. I get that. I get that. I like that. Um, I guess character that should have been a JoJo for me. Um, I was really thinking Hermes Costello from part six. I mm. I like Jolene. I like her story. But I think Hermes had a whole lot, I guess, more to it. Sure, she may not have been connected to the whole, you know, lineage and Poochie's revenge. But she was going through her own kind of like revenge and redemption arc. Uh, she tried getting back at this guy mm. who murdered her sister. And then afterwards, she kind of had to realize like, well, after that's done what am i doing you know i I also feel like her stand was a pretty good contender for like main character type stand uh first Mm -hmm. off her stand stats are insane (laughs) even though really (laughs) even though no one pays attention to stand stats her stand stats are insane uh she has like really good stats in just about everything and her stand is really creative right i like kiss i like how it just multiplies things they have to slap back together yeah it is a cool cool thing (laughs) it punches i'm 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 excited to see how she uses it in the future as she gets better with it. Um, so, uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this at work, please continue. Sexiest character. 
That's got to be Mista. 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 Yeah. Is it the midriff? Is it? I the... mean, he's always posing. He's always like putting things in his pants. He's got like just enough midriff showing. The cheetah print pants? No, the tiger print pants. My bad. Yeah. I mean, like he's got a really like, I mean, everybody in part five has got a really good body, but he's not really showing it off too much because he knows like it's just he's just got it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's just got it. I understand He's that. comfortable. I mean, his name, his stand name is Sex Pistols. Come on. <laughs> How can we argue with that? Uh, my runner up, though, is Shinobu, specifically during the Great Days opening. <laughs> specifically during the Great Days opening. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that when she leans forward on her hand and looks all depressed. But like, I don't know, something about that does something to me. And I don't I don't really understand it. it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> is this the work of an enemy stand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right what you got all right for me um i was kind of debating whether it would be gyro or abakio but now that i think uh, about Abakio's it abakio is good too now that i think about it i'm thinking gyro right this man's a musician this man is like he works for royalty he's he has a high social rank right mm-hmm. he's got long flowing hair he's not afraid to wear a grill dude has like lipstick that matches him perfectly right dude knows how to ride a horse real nice Mm-hmm. And I think that explains itself. I think for me, the reason I didn't pick Abakio um, was that when I first saw him, like I thought he was cool looking, but not like amazed by him until I heard the voice actor they picked for him. <laughs> I think the voice ties it together for me. I was kind of surprised at first to have a see Abakio with such a, a deep voice. But I don't know. Now it really fits. Uh, maybe that's just me. Um, so our next one, best theme song, um, uh, Josuke <laughs> best theme song is Josuke. Yeah. The, uh, the, what'd you call it? The, his, his personal. Yeah. His like his battle theme. That, that, I like that one. My runner up is uh Mista's theme song. I think that one's pretty cool too. I'm stuck in between, um, Bruno's theme. I really love the use of zippers and like the high tempo and energy, but it's hard beating Vento di Oro, right? Giorno, I mean, yeah, that is really good. Joino's theme in part five, I, I fall in love with it. It's in my playlist. I listen to it minimum three times a day. I feel like I'm ready to punch things and take on the world when I'm like loading groceries. It's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, coolest looking stand, The Hand for me. Yeah? Yeah. I can't get past its little head spikes. Yeah, I don't know. I like the whole thing. It's just it, what I think my favorite part about it is that it's like it looks a little uncomfortably bulky. Ooh. Like it's a little bit too big and it doesn't feel completely comfortable with it. <laughs> it's not very comfortable with itself. Yeah, it's like he's it's like he would feel better about himself if he were just a tiny bit slimmer. <laughs> uh, my favorite has to be. Um... In the coolest looking stand category, it has to be Tusk Act Four from Part Seven, right? I don't know what's up with it. I really didn't like Tusk um, and how it looked for the first three acts. Um, I thought it looked kind of weird in Act One, but I thought it was cute in Act Two. It was like, all right, well, this is this is looking better. Act Three, I just I'm not sure I liked Act Three, um, the look at mm. that one at all. It looked like a weird little like plump boy. Um, but with Act mm-hmm. Four, it had like it has like these shingles that like hang off its body. It has like the um, star it has the star pattern all over it. It looks like a weird like night cowboy hybrid. 
that I just love, right? And it's like pink and it works and it's, I think this combination of pink and yellow just like contrasts perfectly for what it's trying to be. And it really does represent the character that uses it. Mm-hmm. I just, I, it's my favorite looking stand. It's on my profile picture. <laughs> uh, uh, most useful stand on a day-to-day basis. Most useful stand on a day-to-day basis. This was a difficult one for me um, because there's a lot, but I'm thinking echoes. Um, echoes can do a lot. Echoes has big range. Echoes has, um, you can send messages to people. <laughs> Let's say the power's out. What do you do uh, when you want to cook a steak? Sizzle. Oh, that's true. Right? That's that's pretty useful. Yeah. It has basically its own built-in air conditioning. It could have beat the sun in part three. Oh, true. I just very think true. it's a very useful stand. Yeah, he didn't use that act two enough, I don't think. No. Okay, now you. Uh, sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. I mean, take things apart, put them together, take shortcuts. Like, <laughs> I'd use that all the time. Pocket dimensions. Yeah. Hide stuff. Hide all your treasures <laughs> in your toilet. Uh, best non-stand talent or ability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. uh, I went with Yuya and his nose. Really? Yeah. He's like a human That's dog. really interesting, and it doesn't seem to be part of his stand power. It's just he's got a really good nose. <laughs> Um, mine has to be, um, Polpo in his bed. Uh, Polpo can just turn into a bed. Yeah. That- <laughs> I don't think that Black Sabbath does that. He just... No, it's just something Polpo can do. It's just something Polpo can do. He can just turn into a bed, and that has to be really convenient. Uh, we talk about this all the time. Like, why does he do that? Why does he have that power? There's no reason for it. It's amazing. My set, my runner-up was, uh, Poochie being able to, um eat two cherries without disconnecting them from the uh from the vine (laughs) so he leaves the pits connected to the little vine but the entire cherry is just gone and (laughs) i just just all right home stretch here home stretch uh hero that would have been a good villain hero that would have been a good villain uh okiasu Mm. i really did think uh for a second that kaicho uh after his death okiasu would have taken up his place as the um you know, the guy who has the arrow and shoots it at people. And I thought his stand was just threatening enough to be like a main villain stand. Yeah, that's true. That's a good choice. He's too much uh, Mine's a little obvious, but I'm going to say Giorno. <laughs> well, geez, I, how the hero's supposed to win, huh? Yeah, I mean, even without gold experience Requiem, it's just like, you know, he's Dio's kid. He's obviously got like Dio's level of cunning, you know, turning things like dead or you know inanimate objects into living things is is a, is dangerous like the whole thing would have been a good villain he would he would have been just imagine sharks like coming Ugh. out of the floor Ugh. all right so the counterpoint villain that would have been a good hero i'm not sure if uh funny valentine from part uh seven counts because he kind of mm. was the hero um or the yeah the very least he was the good guy in the uh, whole situation um but he did play the role of a traditional villain um and thus far he acted his role out like a traditional villain um, okay good choice i picked uh, risotto risotto nero yeah i mean everyone always feels bad for risotto which is fair like he's just kind of helping his his team out but he's very skilled with his stand um his pose game is on point <laughs> He just would have been a good hero. 
Um, my my runner up for that would have been Dopio. I think Dopio would have been an interesting hero. Oh, what if he tried to split away from Diavolo? That's what I was thinking. I was like, that could have been an interesting like if if JoJo was one of those stories that like like Naruto were just kept going on and on and on and on and on like a, a an arc with Dopio trying to be his own person would have been really interesting. I think my runner up was Pesci. Mm. I think I just would have liked to see Beach Boys used like to its fullest potential, but you know, for good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, most pointless character. Most pointless character. I want to hear yours. And. And. She really drives. She. You could take her out. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> different would happen. No, because then the orangutan wouldn't have motivation. No, that's no. You could still. You could have done anything other than use her. <laughs> She's not that important. And then she just leaves. All right, all right. I see what you're talking about. I see what you're getting at. Um, my, my runner-up was Poco. <laughs> Poco? Are you saying Poco wasn't important? He at least like drove the narrative a little bit, but other than that, I was like, okay, well, you you kind of suck. <laughs> I had a really hard time with this one as well. Um, I was considering Mario from Part Five, like the janitor that died. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, no, he he did do something for this the story so i'm going with that nazi guy that joseph fought in the desert oh yeah what was the point of that whole thing yeah i think he just popped up for like a surprise attack and like nothing of real value came out of it except for it's like yeah oh joseph can use his ham on in cool to, and interesting ways or to explain why joseph knew where to go i guess but <laughs> well it's either him or bluto from part two tell me do you remember mm. him nope that, the, <laughs> that's, that's exact, exactly what i mean <laughs> he was a, he was a manga exclusive and that's exactly because there was no reason to put him in the anime. There you go. I think that one wins. <laughs> okay. All right. Last one. The big one. Best Joe Star. Best Joe Star. I want to hear you. Jonathan. Jonathan. It's got to be Jonathan. It's got to be. He sets up the whole thing. He's, you know, the the paragon of all positive characteristics. Um, Every Joe Star is compared to him. So there it is. Jonathan Joe Star. I offer you an interesting counter. Johnny, the alternate Jonathan. Hmm. 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 I believe so because I think that of all the Joe stars, he has possibly the biggest arc, right? It's about ability, what you can do, what it means to be, you know, good, whether he's doing what he does out of selfishness or not. Because, like, you know, the main, I guess, villain of the part, you know, wants the corpse parts so he can make America you know, safe and amazing, right? And, like, protected from the rest of the world. Johnny wants them so he can walk again. Mm. And he realizes that this is a selfish thing to want, right? To risk other people's lives and such for the pursuit of being able to walk again. But he still goes through with it because he doesn't really believe that he's the good guy in the situation. And he's convinced himself that he isn't the good guy. So he shouldn't uh. try to follow, you know, good guy conventions. Right. I need to read part seven. <laughs> it's it's really good. <laughs> I really got to read part seven. It's really good. Okay, that's it. Um, You know, what did you guys think? I know it was a long list. Um, Do you agree, disagree? You have like interesting counterpoints? Let us know. Yes, please do. I cannot wait to have someone argue with me. Um. Okay, meme of the week time. Meme of the week. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so mine comes from uh, user Steel Sofa. Looks like this person also has a Twitter at Steel Sofa. 
uh, it's a picture of Whole Horse. Um, I think this Steel Sofa drew this. So Whole Horse is saying you've yeed your last haw partner. Um, but uh, Emperor is massive. <laughs> like he's carrying it with two hands. And the subject line is remember when a stand size could be manipulated in part three. <laughs> So it's just his gun, like the size of him. Big he's gun. like gonna shoot it. <laughs> I was like, "That's really a good point and hilarious." The idea of the whole horse giant gun. <laughs> we could have gotten giant act three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so mine comes from Milf Scouter Kakioin on Instagram. That is Milf underscore Scouter underscore Kakioin, and uh, it is a Facebook post that said, "Do babies grow on their own, or do we need to interact with them?" And a picture of Jotaro in front of his computer. (laughs) (laughs) And he's terrible. I love it. He's sweating too. So it's like he's nervous. (laughs) I I can imagine him typing this um, in 1999 chat rooms in Morio. Oh, geez. (laughs) Uh, It just, I I saw that one and it it got to me. (laughs) I thought it was. All right, take us to the outro. All right. Well, um, if you'd like to ask questions, we have an email at nodignitypodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter at nodignitypod. We also have um, an Instagram um, at no underscore dignity underscore podcast. Um, I've been Alex. I have my own channel on the side, uh, A Squid TV on YouTube and uh, A Squid TV um, on Twitter. But you can also find me on Instagram at A Squid V. Uh, it's a lot of squid. I know. Um, uh, Chris please take us to uh, yours um, yeah so also don't forget you can send us an audio comment on anchor.fm slash no dignity where you're probably listening to this and uh, you can listen to my Star Wars podcast if you want it's um, Silhouette, Silhouette Zero you can find that at sillzeropodcast.com or on twitter sillzerochris s-i-l-z-e-r-o uh, and that's pretty much it but hey before we go did you know that Koichi chews on the end of his pencils really no dignity to be continued. <laughs>